very happy to, to be here with, uh, with all of you. And uh, slightly belated, Happy New Year. Uh, yeah, really um, an invitation to, to take a few moments to, um, to arrive, uh, to feel yourself arriving and to also connect to others that are here. Yeah, to take in uh, who else is, is here with us today. Yeah, who else has chosen to, um, to come into this online Dharma Hall space yeah, to, to connect to ourselves, to connect to each other, to connect to the teachings. And so, uh, yeah, wanting to also open to invite, if you wish, uh, invite you to arrive, to settle, to open to who's here and also um, to, to kind of have a sense of greeting each other. Yeah. It might be that you put something in the chat. It might be that you unmute and you say hello. <laughs> Let's see if anyone takes up that offer. Really nice to hear other people's voices. So we can see the, the greetings coming into the chat and had James and Yodi there sharing their voices uh, with us. And, and we can just open to that sense, yeah, of, uh, you know, well-wishing of coming together, connecting between us. And we can also um, feel into our intention for this time. Yeah. Feel into your intention. Um, and, and as you do that, just noticing um, of what kind of scale you want to feel into. Yeah. The intention for this practice. Yeah. For this period uh, right now. Yeah. Coming together, what is it that you wish to align with, to nourish? to support, to be supported. There may be a, a kind of an intention also on a different scale. Yeah. Intention for your practice, yeah. intention for your life, yeah. intention for the year. Yeah. Okay. And there's no better or worse there, there's just a sense of uh, what, what's my intention and what kind of frame is that in? It might be that it's the same intention for uh, just this morning of practice right now and for your life, yeah, for your practice through your life. And it may be that there's a, a difference in flavor or in uh, focus there. So just be interesting to reflect and to notice and not... Um, not judging what comes up, you know, was really important, but being interested in that. You know, what's my intention? And as always, uh, I'm going to invite you, if you wish, to uh, put that intention either into the chat or into words. You can unmute and say, uh, use the power of these other witnesses uh, to articulate, to say, um, yeah, so either speak your intention or put it into the chat, whatever is helpful for you. And let's see what comes. 
Beautiful, thank you Gwen. any other intentions coming through there's a lot coming in the chat to feel more grounded to be present and focused to welcome things I don't like including feelings I don't like to be more peaceful to a new commitment to Dharma practice to practice with others working through restlessness by re-engaging with Sangha continue to cultivate compassionate awareness to let go there's quite a lot there so let's um, there may be a few more intentions coming but uh, we can uh, feel that network of intentions, feel that resonance of intentions supporting us and um, use that support to uh, flow into the practice together. So your own intention, the intentions of others, using that as a, as a support for us. I'm just going to check before we go into the meditation, just double check that you can still hear me as grounding. Thank you. Yeah, okay. Different headphones to the usual ones, that's why I'm a little paranoid. (laughs) So yeah, finding hope. Okay, so let's let's um, let's flow into our practice together. And um, if you're not already in the meditation posture, then checking in with the body, with the heart, with the mind. What would be a supportive posture for your practice at this time? And taking your time to settle into the posture. To really tune into the body as you do that, as you settle into the posture, and to take the time to make any adjustments that are needed so the body feels as supported, stable, grounded as possible. And as you're exploring the posture, the awareness is already within the body and we can invite it more deeply into the body invite it to the sensations of contact between the body and the seat the body and the ground So using the sensations of contact as a way of grounding, collecting, gathering the awareness in the body. Feeling the way the body rests into the seat, rests into the ground. And feeling the support of the seat of the ground rising up 
the body. The support rising up from the contact, from the sensations of contact, rising up the body and opening through the body and the awareness, rising and opening with the support. Are we feeling the awareness gathered, collected, rooted in the contact with the seat and the ground? And from there, opening, spreading, widening through the body, up the body and down the body, filling out, filling up the body space with awareness. As that sensitive knowing of experience. Inviting again and again the awareness to open and spread through the whole body. Sense of the whole body sitting here. Throughout this practice, we will keep coming back to this whole body awareness, to opening and grounding. And that sense of a full, a whole body awareness, awareness filling up the whole body space. Just going to invite ourselves now to take a few breaths, a few full breaths, inviting the breath to be full and you can imagine the breath as we breathe in, filling up the whole space of the body, spreading through the whole space of the body. Our breath, feeling that letting go, body emptying out. Just taking a few breaths like this in your own time. In breath, full, replenishing, rejuvenating, spreading out through the whole body. The out breath, relaxing. Letting go, emptying out. Just a few breaths in your own time, your own way. And then gently bringing the attention to the level of energy in the body. And just noticing, is there a lot of energy? moving around the body, maybe moving up the body. Or maybe there's the opposite, you know, a kind of lack of energy or a sense of being pulled down, 
sometimes when there's a lot of energy there's an upward movement to it and when there's less energy there's a sense of just kind of collapsing inwardly so you can just have a sense what's the level of energy in the body now and how can I um, attend to it so if there's a lot of energy moving around what happens if I emphasize both the groundedness and maybe the contact areas again and the spaciousness of getting out the whole body? If there's a sense of uh, too little energy, you know, what happens if I invite a brightening sense of uprightness in the posture, sense of the energy flowing up the body, a sense of the breath filling in the space of the body and also here widening, opening the awareness. We're just checking in and the adjustments that we make might be just in the attitude, just energetical, or we may also be gently attuning the posture or playing with the breath. So there's energies low, then emphasizing the uprightness and the opening of the chest. There's too much energy opening up the space of awareness, emphasizing the letting go and the groundedness. Just take a few moments to play with this in your own time, feeling into the energy levels and gently attending with interest, with curiosity. What happens if I breathe in this way, in a way that's more brightening, nourishing? What happens if I breathe in that way, more soothing, more relaxing? One more little practice to support the settling and the attunement into the body-heart-mind. It's taking a few moments to open, reflecting on any gratitude you may have for being here, for being alive, for being well enough in body and mind to be able to practice, having the time. I'll just take a few moments for this, just opening to any gratitude, any appreciation that we can tap into for being able to practice, being able to be here, just being alive.
opening to the others practicing here with you. This community coming together, supporting each other, being supported by each other. Taking a few moments to appreciate that and to wish well to everyone here practicing together, wishing for the happiness and well-being of each of us here in this hall together. going to invite you to all of these little practices that we just did all helping hopefully to ground to steady to open the body heart mind just inviting a practice for this time choosing one practice for this time might be uh, just this um, way of breathing and attending to experience through the breath in ways that are nourishing and appropriate. Or it may be that we stay more with a practice of gratitude or of wishing well to others. Just noticing what would be helpful. And choosing one practice for this time. And settling into that practice. breath as nourishing and appropriate as possible or gratitude or metta kindness well wishing exploring your practice that you've chosen for this time and remembering emphasis is on this moment of experience breathing in this moment attending in this moment wishing well in this moment it's our practice
Just pausing to notice what's unfolding in your experience in this moment without judging. If you're fairly steady with the object of your practice, enjoying that, appreciating that. Exploring what happens when you just tune in a little bit more to this moment, to the now of the experience. How does that impact? If you find that your mind has wandered, if you're distracted, can there be a happiness in this moment of presence, knowing distraction? Celebrating this moment of, pre- of presence, knowing distraction. And then the possibility to bring the mind back to the body, the breath, or the well-wishing. Gently and kindly. Tuning in moment by moment, right now, here's the opportunity to tune to the breath and to let the breath be a means of nourishment, attending to your experience with the breathing, with the space of the body. or tuning to your experience with heightening the sense of gratitude or of wishing well to yourself or to another. That's the practice.
what's unfolding in this moment right now, this moment. Bringing curiosity, bringing interest to know the experience. That's what's important to us. Knowing the experience of this moment, attending to it with the breathing, with the gratitude, with the well-wishing, with the wide, spacious body awareness. Tending to now as it unfolds, as it appears. In a moment the bell will ring, an invitation not to rush but actually to stay there with your practice, to just take a few moments to reflect on it, just to reflect how was that, what was useful, what was helpful, what was supportive, is there anything else? that could have played a part in that unfolding. Just when the bell rings, just taking a few moments and I'll be quiet to reflect in that way. as you reflect, taking your time, also taking your time if you uh, choose to change your posture, to open the eyes, seeing if we can keep that thread of attending to our experience through that. So before uh, I flow into sharing some Dharma reflections for today, um, just want to remind everyone uh, that these sessions are offered in the spirit of Dharma, freely offered, shared, um, 
with this understanding of the mutuality of our support, uh, being supported uh, through this offering and also being invited to support these sessions to continue to happen. Um, so I'm going to put into the chat the link to the Guy House support page where you can offer dana to Guy House um, to support them in continuing to offer these sessions. You can offer dana to the uh, residential um, coordinator community at Guy House, which are all volunteers um, working to keep Guy House going. And you can offer, offer dana to myself for the teachings today. I'm just putting that into the chat and you know, with, a, with a real sense that whatever you offer is, is really gratefully received and very, very supportive for all of us. So, uh, some reflections for today. Uh, And I kind of called this session in my mind, even though I'm not, I, I can't guarantee that the reflections will actually bear <laughs> any clear relationship to this title. Um, it's kind of about beginning well, you know, which is a, it's a, it's a, um, a theme that we sometimes use as a meditation instruction. And we kind of did that in the, in the practice today. We really took a long time to settle into the practice because kind of how we bring ourselves to our practice or to anything in our lives has, you know, has a lot of impact. Yeah. So in the practice, you know, we really took the time to find the posture, to settle into the posture, to ground, yeah, uh, to notice what's happening, what's the energy yeah, in the body, what's the energy in the mind, and to settle both, right, with the breath, with the wide awareness, um, with the invitation to bring to mind gratitude and well-wishing. You know, these are all ways that we can um, attune um, and kind of really bring ourselves into our practice, bring ourselves into this moment of practice um, or a moment of life. Yeah. Meditation practice, that's one of the luxuries about it. We can begin you know, for the first half of the session. <laughs> And sometimes we begin the whole way through, right? We're just beginning. And, and there's that freshness, that possibility um, to do that. So that's kind of one, one thread of reflections that I'd like to share today. And, and the other um, is a little bit to do, or a lot to do with time. Um, so I kind of like to, to offer a riddle that someone, <laughs> someone offered to me in our family Christmas get-together. Uh, a few days ago, um, you know, they, they asked a riddle. They said, um, can you name three consecutive days without using uh, the names of the days? So without using Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, can you name three consecutive days? And I'm going to ask you the riddle and see what you come up with. Can you do that? And I promise this is going to have a Dharma, Dharma twist. <laughs> it's not just another Christmas get-together. Yesterday, today, tomorrow. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So, um, for some reason, you know, when I was, you know, when this came up and we were asked this and, you know, some family members got to that answer quicker than others. Some had other responses, which didn't quite work, but, you know, it's all part of the, <laughs> of the, of the idea, isn't it, of, of riddles. Um, and, and I think what it really brings to mind when we look at this, you know, um, is that these are concepts, right? Days are concepts, and our experience is shaped by concepts. Right? So someone asks, can you name three consecutive days? And immediately we go to the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And for some of us, because we're told not to use the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that e <laughs> highlights that even more, right? Yeah. We can't think outside of that conceptualization to, um, or we can, yeah? Different minds work differently. Um, 
you know, uh, to this, you know, uh, yesterday, today, tomorrow. Um, and what I, I kind of, here's the dharmic twist. For me, this was a real, ah, you know, here it is, you know, in the everyday, in a, in a riddle, on a Christmas, in a Christmas get-together, here's emptiness of time. Yeah, the di- the, one of the deepest depths of dharma teachings. Yeah, it's saying we have these concepts. Yeah, yeah, we have these concepts of Monday, Tuesday, <laughs> Wednesday. We have these concepts of today, tomorrow, yesterday. Yeah, and through naming them, yeah, and conceptualizing them, we're making them real. But that is, in essence, what makes them real. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to pause because <laughs> we've gone from a, a riddle to this. Yeah. And I'm aware that may be quite, quite uh, a lot to, to touch on. But, you know, really reflecting, you know, what's an hour? What's a day? Yeah. What's a year? Yeah. Where's the line between Sunday and Monday? <laughs> yeah. Where's the line between Sunday and Wednesday? Yeah. Where's, what's, the, what's the differentiation? Where does one thing stop and the other begin? Yeah. Where's the reality to them? Yeah. Where's the realness? Yeah. And so, you know, we can see that actually, and, and if we think about human history, we see this, right? When did these come to be? Humans didn't always have days of the week, right? It wasn't relevant to have them. These are concepts that are useful to us and therefore we agree on them. They're useful to us, therefore we agree about them. And yet what happens is that we start to take them to be real. So the fact that we all agree... (laughs) The fact that we all agree, you know, that Sunday is Sunday and Monday is Monday is helpful. Yeah, it's really useful, right? Yeah. You can arrange to meet each other. Yeah. And to do things, yeah. Dharma Hall, Sunday at 9.30 UK time. We show up. Yeah, that's useful for us. Um, But can we differentiate between the usefulness, yeah, and the trueness or the reality of something. And this is kind of something that Dharma teachings are really um, encouraging us to do. Okay, I'm going to pause again. I'm going to check. Are you getting a headache? <laughs> is your mind being blown? Okay, just, just, just relax. Yeah, don't, you know, that immediately the mind will try to also kind of get, yeah, we, can, we understand this, right? It makes a lot of sense. But there also will be something that might be trying to, Get, a, get, get to grips and, and if, if we're feeling ourselves tensing then we can relax <laughs> and just kind of um, I'm going to kind of bring more examples that maybe will lighten things up so I find it really helpful to look as I said we can look back in time uh, at human history um, we can also look at other cultures right now yeah so I'm going to give some examples you know for this is very real for me so I live in two places at the same time. Yeah. I live at any moment. I'm both in Israel and in Europe. doesn't matter where I am physically. I'm in both. Yeah, my life is divided between these two places. In Israel, the first day of the week is Sunday. Yeah. And I find it's so interesting, right? So Sunday is a work day for me. Yeah. I, I had a meeting <laughs> before this. Yeah, I had a work meeting of, of two two and a quarter hours before, we, before I came to the Dharma Hall because I was in Israel. <laughs> yeah. So the timing is different because it's two hours different. So meetings start at seven, UK time, nine Israel time. And I have meetings on Sunday. Sunday's a work day. Yeah. But in the UK, that's a little bit weird, right? That Sunday is the holiday day. Yeah. So what does, that, what does that mean about, you know, we can see this concept of time yeah, and the fixedness of things, and actually that's not fixed. Yeah, and again, if I think about being in Israel, I'm also in Palestine. So in Israel, the weekend is Friday, Saturday. In Europe, the weekend is Saturday, Sunday. In Palestine, the weekend is split: Friday, Sunday. Yeah, Muslims, Christians. 
and Saturday is a, is a work day unless you work in Israel <laughs> and you have a day off. Yeah. So we can see, ah, you know, these things that we take as being so set. Yeah. If we live in one culture, this is what it is. And then we can sometimes feel, ah, it's really hard to get the mind around it being different. And, and what does that point to? It points to, ah, this isn't, you know, it's not as, as real, as solidly real as we take it to be. It's a concept, therefore it's fluid. Yeah. Other examples. So in Hindi, yeah, the dominant language in, in India, one of them. Um, it's the same word for today and tomorrow. There's not two different, sorry, not for today, tomorrow, for tomorrow and for yesterday. Sorry. Yesterday and tomorrow. One word for both. Yeah. They also have a word for two days ago and two days in the future. Yeah. One word. Yeah. So literally that word means a day away or two days away. Yeah. But it doesn't point to the direction. Yeah. A day ahead or a day in the past. Yeah. So different language, different culture, yeah, different ways of um, defining time. Yeah. And, you know, we can start to get a sense that this shapes yeah, how we would relate to things, right? How we relate to past and future, how we relate to time. Yeah? So the language, the concept, yeah, shapes our experience. Yeah. Does that make sense to people? Please tell me if not, as we can dwell. Yeah. But I remember for me coming across this was like, it was mine, it, was, it blew my mind. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, they don't have a different name for yesterday and tomorrow. It's not a different thing. It's just one day away. That's what, that's what it means. Yeah, and kind of what? Wow, like wow, <laughs> like a different way of viewing the world. It's a different way of viewing time, which is, you know, I said at the beginning, time, emptiness of time is the deepest depth of Dharma teachings because time is so important in shaping our experience. Yeah, and yet it's so transparent to us. Yeah, but if we think about how much time shapes. Yeah, constructs our experience and you know we know this um, in our in our experience and, and again meditation offers us many opportunities yeah. how you know you can sit there <laughs> I've been having this recently you know my evening meditation I've been falling asleep really badly which is not not so typical of me <laughs> it's kind of a, a, an old new experience and time goes so slowly, you know, it's like I'm, I'm nodding off continuously. And I just, I look at the, you know, yes, I open my eyes and look at the time and I can't believe it's only been five minutes or ten. You know, it's like, are you kidding me? How can this be? You know, time's going so slowly. You know, we know that, right, from our practice really well. Yeah. And at other times it can go really fast, you know, kind of like, what? It's over? You know, I have to go to bed now or <laughs> start my day, depending on what it is that I'm practicing. And so we see this relative nature. And we also know from our experience that, you know, what we're engaged with and our mood yeah, will shape how time appears. And equally, time itself shapes our experience, yeah, that idea of time, yeah. And I was, I was reading up a little bit about it recently, and there's, there's a lot of discussion amongst anthropologists, yeah, about um, kind of whether this sense of time being a flow that comes from the past into the future and is a steady thing, yeah, that's apparently really, that's one of the fundamental uh, cultural things that we have in, um, you know, what we'll call Western cultures. Yeah, and there's a lot of debate whether this is common, a common human thing, something that all humans share, or whether this is cultural. Yeah. 
But again, if we reflect on it, oh, we have this skewed vision of time as if it's something really regular or that's our uh, underpining assumption that time has this regularity of flow. Yeah, it has a steady flow, whereas it doesn't. <laughs> and we know, again, when we look at our particular experience, we know it doesn't. Yeah. You know, we have periods in our lives where it feels like, oh, it's just whooshing past. Yeah. And it has, we have period in our lives where it just goes really slowly. Yeah. Periods, times. Um. So, yeah, these are kind of some <laughs> mullings on this um, time and its emptiness. And, of course, this time of year, this is the reason why all of this came up, it really, um, really brings it to the fore, you know, this whole idea of a year ending. Yeah, and a, and a year beginning, right? I started the session by saying Happy New Year. I can't help it. <laughs> I say it, right? It's a conventional thing that we say. Yeah. And it, it, it has a lot of value, right? It has a sense of connecting to each other. It has a sense of well-wishing with each other. Um, but really, when we reflect, what's the difference? Yeah. Between Friday and Saturday this week, what was the difference? Did something change at midnight? And again, of course, like midnight where? <laughs> because, you know, time is empty. So midnight, you know, it doesn't take place at the same time yeah. in Europe or in the US, right? It's, it's, it's funny yeah, to, to think about. So kind of where's the boundary? Where's the boundary here? Quite a few people ask me, oh, did you do anything for New Year's? I said, well, no, I actually was about to go to bed at my usual time, 10 o'clock, and I remembered I had to book some train tickets. So I stayed up till 11. <laughs> That's a great um, New Year's celebration, you know. But it's like, where's that, you know, what's that boundary? And so we can also hold that sense of like, ah, um, it's useful. Again, useful to have that sense of, common understanding this is the end of 2021 and the beginning of 2022 but it's not truly true yeah it's not truly true it's not really true yeah. I mean if I think of my childhood in 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 Israel you know we we also have the Jewish well we had because I was brought up Jewish we had the Jewish calendar so we had two birthdays <laughs> that was very useful <laughs> wonderful you know oh there's my Jewish birthday and then there's my Gregorian birthday yeah of that calendar yeah. and they're kind of ah and they, and they don't they don't happen on the same day <laughs> except every once in a while yeah was I born twice it's a kind of it's funny that concept of time so you know remembering this is useful but it's not truly true and then that opens us up to the understanding oh this is empty yeah that's essentially what it means it's not truly true yeah it's not fixed yeah it's dependent on how i look at it yeah through my culture through my mood yeah through my activity through my age right time moves differently and we can remember that when we were younger and as we get older yeah different times of our lives when we're busier or we're less busy right it moves differently it's empty and it's, it's kind of this emptiness opens us up to possibility. Yeah, so it's empty and it's dependent on the way of looking. And so this is really, um, it's an important insight and it's one of the, our access ways to, to deep liberating insight. Yeah, is to start contemplating this emptiness of time. Yeah, and understanding, oh, this is a concept. Yeah. And it's a way of formulating something that's very fluid, very constructed, yeah, into uh, something that helps us function in the world yeah, as individuals as, and in relationship. Um, and it's, can be helpful. it can be helpful to stay in contact with it and to explore it in our own experience. Yeah. And so, just like I said a, a couple of minutes ago, you know, we can, you know, I can have a real sense, you know, which for me, things like New Year, I have a real sense of this is like, it, it, it's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny that as 
human beings, we make this big deal of, of like these two days are suddenly differentiated so significantly from each other. Yeah? And yet it's also useful. And it's also nice to say Happy New Year to people. You know, that's a, a nice thing. Yeah? And I don't need to believe it yeah, in order to benefit from it. Yeah? In order to use it in a beneficial way. Yeah. Connection as well-wishing. Yeah, as bringing us together. So an understanding of emptiness uh, means we can know things are empty. We can know things, and, and the empty means they don't have a fixed, yeah, independent essence to them. Yeah. In this case, time. Or if we look at it, you know, the day, the year, yeah, the hour. They don't have a fixed, independent essence. They're dependent on agreements, on, st- on concepts, on structures, on our own moods and ways of looking. We can know this and we can use it. Yeah? We can know this and we can use it. Yeah, so time as we relate to it is relative um, and we can make use of it. Uh, just like we did in the practice. Yeah? Of, you know, I said beginning well, taking time to begin well. And that beginning well can... <laughs> You can then take up the whole half hour of practice, right? We just do that beginning. And that can be really fruitful. It could be something that we do for a few minutes. And similarly, we can make use of these concepts of the ending of a year and the beginning of a year. And say, ah, this could be a useful way of looking at this human life. Yeah, making these distinctions. Because it allows us to reflect. Yeah? It can be supportive to reflect, to learn, yeah? to connect to our aspiration and our intention, and to apply. Yeah? Yeah, to apply. So the, the invitation, you know, and I think this is again, it's a ritual, and rituals have a lot of power and a lot of beauty. Yeah? A ritual that we have as humans to take this distinction between one year and another as a time of reflection, as an invitation to reflect. What was of value, what was of of support, what was of benefit in the time period that's passed and what wasn't, you know. And then looking forward, what can I learn from that? What would I like to let go of? What would I like to bring in? What uh, would I like to nourish and develop and strengthen and cultivate? So there's a real uh, opportunity here. Not just, you know, to go out partying. (laughs) But to actually you know, take some time to use this as a ritual. And there is something also, um, and this is also interesting uh, to reflect on, there is something powerful um, in the collective. Yeah. So when something is, this connects to ritual, when something is a collective movement, yeah, it's a collective sense of this is the end of one thing and the beginning of another, we can tap into that um, as a resource if we choose to. So if you wish, you know, there can be a great opportunity to take time and to reflect yeah, on, on the year that's been. Yeah. Or it might be that you want a shorter period or a longer period. Yeah. Five years, a decade, a month, a week. Yeah. To reflect on that and to see what is it that I can learn about myself um, and about what I value. Um, to feel aspiration, to feel intention for the next step, the next stage. And to take time to ponder uh, how to apply. What would this look like? As I said earlier, what is it that maybe I want to let go of and how can I do that? What is it that I want to nourish and to cultivate and how can I do that? 
and really important that to see this as an exploration, right? If you choose to do this and to support that exploration with curiosity and with kindness. Yeah, so have interest and kindness. It's not about um, perfecting yourself in the kind of negative sense that we sometimes get into. I'm going to work it out and I'm going to have a perfect life. Yeah, and I'm going to be a perfect human being. that has just the right amount of, you know, kindness and compassion and wisdom, right? It's really about having the kind of, seeing this as an exploration, bringing in curiosity, bringing in playfulness, bringing in kindness. And using our intentions, using our aspirations, again, as a support, you know, that's something we can come back to. To say, ah, oh, that's kind of, that's the lighthouse that I want to um, kind of plant in my life. Yeah. The lighthouse that's there, that's kind of directing me on my journey, on my path. Yeah. So I think those were uh, the reflections I wanted to share for today. Um, maybe we'll just take a moment of silence together to digest and then open up to see if there's any questions or reflections um, that have come up. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.